Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As we broadcast today from the People's Company Land Investment Expo taking place in Des Moines, Iowa. Lots of folks, lots of folks talking about what's happening with land prices, but the option as well with livestock, which uh, makes for an interesting conversation, especially when we look at the way the markets are trading as of late. Well, speaking of the markets, a quick run through. We are seeing some at the settlement, some some mixed numbers on the corn and the beans, but more favoring toward the, the negative side. The wheat once again saw their struggle bust. Over on the flip side of the page, hogs definitely down once again, and some higher numbers, some green for these cattle market. We're going to take a look starting out the livestock side of the trade today. Joe Coima joins us. He's with Coima, Coima and Varlick out of Sioux Center, Iowa. So let's start out looking because you were on the cattle call just this last week with me and we were talking about cattle weights and and concerns that were there and of course we should mention that it really depends on where these cattle are being raised at the moment but there's still some effects some still talks about where these cattle are going to be moving through these two storm fronts oh definitely great question there yeah we did talk a, a little bit about that and we did see the weights uh, do oh, they did come down um, last week a little bit uh, but maybe I had a little backarditis uh, just a little bit with some of my customers talking to them and you know, weights were down significantly because uh, we had all that stuff uh, come through. But I think weight, um, the, the cattle weights are still going to be at the forefront um, of the marketplace, in my opinion. Uh, the last two winters, we've had a fairly mild winter, and now we're, we're finally getting a true uh, dose of it anyway. So I'm thinking still moving forward that these weights, they're not going to unravel, but they're certainly uh, going to be very supportive uh, here uh, moving forward there. So you look uh, beyond that, and obviously uh, feed control, feed usage going on for the cattle. What are some other big things that we're looking at um, for these feeder cattle at the moment, getting past this weather and, and gaining back to be able to meet the demand of what the packer wants? Yeah, that's, that's certainly um, something to keep in mind, too. We're, this weight that we've lost, we're not always going to get back on either. So I think we saw a little bit of that uh, today. And Yankton had a pretty big run of numbers, so close to 5,000, I think. Those are the cattle that uh, probably just got beat up uh, too much uh, with the past events the last couple of weeks. Uh, but the, the nice picture there is they were bringing a pretty good, strong um, cash market there, some 159, some 160, 161. So it's, it's good to see that happen here. We all know it was going to be coming uh, down the line, but it was good to see that our cash prices were actually pleasantly surprising um, going into that auction barn there. So you also were talking a little bit about the Goldman roll underway as well right now. Yep, we got that going uh, under underneath us. Uh, the last few days, yesterday was the first uh, official day of the Goldman roll. Sometimes there is some pre-roll uh, going on there. So what happens there is the funds have some length um, up front, and usually a month prior is when they start rolling those positions back uh, to a different month so that don't have to be caught up on a delivery cycle or anything um, like that. On uh, the encouraging note here, um, like yesterday we actually did see uh, more of an exodus uh, coming out of February. Usually they replace it with like an April, June, uh, or August contract, and there were some that were rolled out some length, but some were actually just totally uh, taken out, and they just uh, got rid of some long positions there. But yesterday's close was 90 some higher dollar higher so it's very encouraging uh, to see that somebody taking uh, that fun roll on and saying well we're too discount uh, to where cash was at last week uh, so we might as well you know take that on here a little bit so today is uh, day number two um day number three tomorrow is typically your first uh, three days are the heaviest volume there so once we can get past tomorrow then i think we can maybe see 
a little bit more of a true market because we can't kid ourselves with this role. Sometimes it just plays a weird or an odd effect on the futures market, much like today where we were quite a nicely higher um, than about an hour into it is when we started seeing some of the volume uh, come in, and that's just kind of what brought the cattle down just a little bit, but it was almost one of the one of those days where we can confidently say that it, we bent the market, but we certainly uh, couldn't break it uh, either with the function of the roll. Now, even though we had some some lower numbers in the in the grain side of it today, I was doing some reading earlier today, and a couple commodity folks were making the comments that these higher grains, as of late, is definitely taking a toll on what we see in the livestock side. Definitely, yep. It uh, kind of goes back. That's that auction there. There's a lot of fat cattle at that sale. So a pretty big number. Um, so it's time to probably just get some of those cattle gone. Um, it's doing probably you know, more harm than good at, at this point, and the cost of gains are, are too high. Just get them gone. We can't get that way there anymore. So we're still kind of dealing with the whole uh, cost of gains issues there. Are we going to see some passing on some cash again this week? I can confidently say that you know last week we started a, a cash market in the south that was slowly steady at 57 uh, maybe a few at, at 56 but not enough up in the north i think there's some 58 to, to a, a regional uh, but we did have a few customers that were um or just a few people around here that did have some 59s and, and 60s in hand uh, that they said no thanks we'll just kind of wait until next week so uh, the draw is certainly there. It feels like the producers definitely have um, a little more muster this time. It is a bull market, so I think we can bow our neck just a little bit more in these circumstances. What about consumer demand? Uh, credit cards, Christmas is all come and due now this time of the, the year. Are we going to hear any pullback coming from the meat case and then that backing up cold storage? Yeah, I, I think that, that's something I, I believe when, on days that were down in the market, like just a lower close route. We're probably going to reflect on that idea just a little bit, and we're going to see more articles with that. But that kind of has been um, circulated a little bit, especially the last couple of months when you just put on any news station. We seem to kind of go back to talking about some recession-type woes that happened. Um, but in the midst of all that and watching what the box beef movement does and the prices of the boxes, uh, the, the cattle market certainly as of right now, as of today, it's not taking that approach that it's going to sell off just because of that. So thank we do have a lot more coming up as we continue with the Fontenelle Final Bell. Come back, take a look at the double-edged sword happening for the hogs and what's going on in the grains. The Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Belief in our products is essential for our dealership network here at Fontenelle Hybrids. Here's Lynn Junk of Junk Seeds at Carroll, Nebraska. You know, I, I do fully believe in our portfolio of corn and the hybrids replacing. I do honestly believe that I am selling the best seed corn portfolio available on the market. For more, talk to your local Fontenelle Hybrids dealer or go to Fontenelle.com. Always read and follow label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. The Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield, again broadcasting in Des Moines, Iowa today as the People's Company Land Investment Expo is underway. Joe Coima continues to join us for the second half. And left off, we were talking about happenings of the cattle market. Let's talk about the uh, double-edged uh, storm or sword, depending on how you want to look at it, that's been going on for these hogs. Yeah, we've seen a pretty uh, tumultuous uh, little flip here in the hogs. I, I believe it stems back from... Uh, three weeks ago, you know, there is an old saying about the hogs where 
you can buy the first snowstorm and sell the last one. Well, you let me know when we get that last one, I guess. But the first one always provides a little bit of a boost. Uh, we got some transportation issues. We can't get cancel loads. So that's usually a little bit of a, a good feeling for the product to move a little bit higher. Uh, but when you have that that storm kind of keep on and then you still have more canceled loads that happen and start piling up on top of each other well then all of a sudden our weights become an issue and, and that is what had happened uh, last week we, we popped that weight up uh, over five six pounds uh, quite easily and then a couple weeks ago too we had the funds that were just net buyers of that marketplace well then it just collapsed on itself there with the weights and the cash and the funds were having to liquidate uh, that position as well. So we're still stemming uh, through that aspect here of the market and uh, the hog traders out there, we know that it can be pretty vicious at hogs. There's no, no such thing as a sideways kind of a movement. Um, and usually when we, especially when we bottom out a market, it can be uh, very violent. You know, we look back at what we had in the first part of April excuse me, the first part of October. That's when we had a market that broke $12. It moved sideways made us feel pretty good. And then we had that you know, gut-wrenching, almost take your breath away, kind of a collapse of over $2. And then that almost uh, that put in the low for that move, and then we, we worked higher. So that's something that I'm looking um, into the next few days. That April's got a ton of support here at this price level, almost five, six times we bought and got here. Well, it can't always be that easy to find that because we're all looking at the same charts. You almost need to have just one little dive a lower, and then I think we can kind of collect this futures market a little bit. It might take us a little while yet to clean up all the backlog we've had from the last few weeks, but our kill levels are back up there above 490. Very encouraging to see, but it does take a little bit longer uh, to chew through those numbers than what we realize, um, and this is in respect to a lot of the disease out there that's uh, definitely going to be in a situation in two, three months where a lot of these pigs got sick and the numbers are, to me, are going to be tighter, but we just have to get through uh, this next few weeks um, just to do that cleanup. And then after that, I think the hog numbers are going to be a little bit on the smaller dial there. Have you heard anything um, coming out of China as of late with African swine fever? I know it was talked about today a little bit during the land expo um, as to what was happening, but it just seems to kind of disappeared, like ASF isn't an issue there anymore. Yeah, but it seems to be very quiet over there in general, uh, besides the whole COVID on or COVID off over there. But uh, they're, you know, every year, they're always one step closer uh, to having you know, their uh, production back online from, from where it was five, six years ago. Other uh, buildings uh, get bigger uh, every year uh, there, too. So I am surprised that we have not heard more of the disease issues. Uh, out there because they have apartment complexes for these sows for crying out loud. I can't believe <laughs> uh, we're not going to see more disease out there. But that front over there has been awfully, awfully quiet. All right, I want to switch gears before we run out of time and, and look at the grain side of it because we do have a big report that comes out this week on Thursday, um, report that comes out midday. Besides the fact that it's a midday report and it messes with the markets for a little bit, uh, what are your thoughts on what we might see number-wise? Yep, we got the the... the the report Thursday that kind of puts the final stamp of approval on what our production was or wasn't uh, last year. Um, report days are never uh, my favorite at all because you can have everything kind of figured out and then you get kind of a curveball uh, from the USDA. But besides Thursday, I, I guess to me, I'm looking more at what's happened here the last week 
uh, since the new year. Uh, the market is almost um, it, it's, it's switching trends a little bit. We did not start off the year very good at all. We had a three-day slip. And a lot of times when a market moves in a three-day up or down, you'll have a little break in the action where it can recover, have a break. Well, in this instance, yeah, we went down three straight days, had a decent bounce on Friday. We didn't keep all of that bounce. And then yesterday we slipped. And then today the corn market also streaked higher and we had a key reversal in our hand, which major technical buyers come in here. But even then, this market couldn't hold on uh, to those gains. We settled down three, four in the beans and kind of slightly higher on the corn. So it feels like it's a different marketplace from the last two years. A lot of the last two years, these rallies stuck. You had a break in the action and it made a new high. Well, now it's completely opposite there. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Joe? We have a number just to give a call here. You can ask for uh, myself, uh, Brad, or Scott, and that's one 800 358 3047. All right, and that's today's Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers. And just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.